Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, we'll get some good help from Dan Burns, ASE certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. He'll keep it running for you. He and all the crew, the gang at Lloyd's Automotive. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Danny. How are things with you personally and uh, with all the uh, folks at uh, Lloyd's Automotive? Well, I am fine. Uh, thank you for asking. And uh, the guys at Lloyd's are doing great. Uh, a busy week. We capped it off with a barbecue uh, hey. in the parking lot yesterday, and, and uh, that went great. Now, who does the, uh, the who's the chef then? Uh, during Timmy. Timmy. Uh, oh, Nick's, Tim is. Nick's brother. Nick's brother is the chef, and he's good. He's very, very good at it. And so it was. it's quite a... Quite a fe- fest that we get to have. All right. Good going, Tim. Very good. Uh, we, of course, uh, welcome our CCO listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a vehicle problem, your car, your truck, your van, it has some issues, you don't know what they are, and you're going to have to bring it in for service, but you kind of want to know ahead of time what could be ailing. Uh, why don't you give Dan a call or a text, either one, but keep in mind, Dan will have to be uh, taken off at uh, about 7.45, so don't wait. If you have any kind of a question, car care question, uh, send it to us. I said, either by phone or by text. We always love to hear from you by phone, but if it's easier by text, that's good too. Same number, 651-461-9226. What have you been doing this uh, this week, Dan, yourself? Well, we were uh, busy at Lloyd's, of course, and then... Uh uh, personally, what I did this week was uh, my daughter is putting new hard, or I'm put, helping put new hardwood floors in her house. So you are. I'm, I'm learning about hardwood floors, and uh, it's been quite an experience. Actually, it's uh, the transformation is amazing to go from you know crusty old whatever used to be there, yeah, to brand new hardwood floors is really something. So it's, well, it's, I, I knew that, you that's were... one of those things that's fun to watch. Yeah, it's not due. It's well, hard it's fun work. to do too, but it's but it's uh, but it's uh, impressive to watch. Yeah, I I, uh, I did. Uh, I had no idea that. Uh, well, I knew you were multi talented, but I didn't know you were in the construction business too. Well, I'm, but I I'm guess not you kind exactly. Of are. I yeah. have professional help uh, helping me. Gary uh, fr- okay. Gary's floor service is helping me, and uh, he's been doing it for thirty years. So he's uh, he's very talented. But but uh, no, I got I get in there and. Get my hand. I, I have slivers in my fingers this morning. Okay, so you have to you have to do some sanding before you uh, stain, then or what? Oh, all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a it's a big process. Yeah. You know, the part that I did do by myself was the demolition, removing 
the old floor and the old linoleum from the uh, oh, you know, it's that's a nineteen a job. yeah it's a nineteen fifties house so to remove all that old linoleum and the old flooring uh, that is hard work I'll tell you what boy not concerned about uh, uh, any kind of uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Asbestos. Asbestos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we checked into that. Oh, good. I'm there sure was no you concern would. right now about oh, that. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, back to cars. Uh, I was uh, looking at uh, reading an article about, and you and I have talked about this before, uh, about many automakers don't put spare tires. Some have these little donuts, uh, but many don't. There many cars don't have. Are you still seeing a lot of that with newer cars? You know, I just got the call this week from my grandson that uh, he hit a pothole, you know, as, as, hap- as happens in this state, and, and wrecked the rim of his uh, Honda. And so I had to go help him put his spare tire on. And, of course, let him do it because that's part of the learning process. Uh, and he was able to do it and, and did, a, did a nice job of it. But, uh, yeah, we had to send that rim out and have it, the original rim and have it repaired but in the meantime we put that little mini spare on and uh, the car drives kind of funny it was on the front wheel and the car drives a little funny with that uh, with that mini spare on there but yes that's true that uh, many many cars I wouldn't say most but but lots of cars come with no spare for that very reason Denny you know we've kind of gotten away from uh, people being capable of yeah. of safely jacking up their car. And I would even say that uh, back in the old days when we used to do it, that probably was not safely jacking up our cars either. That's <laughs> true. The equipment they give you now, you know, the, that probably was not safely jacking up our cars either. That's <laughs> true. The equipment they give you now, you know, those little mini jacks and stuff, uh, you're, it's pretty risky to jack it up and uh and you know change the spare especially if you're not on perfectly flat ground and if the ground's not dry and clear and and all those sorts of things it can be a dangerous operation so i think and they've just got they've gotten away from it because everybody yeah. just when they have a flat tire they just call a tow truck no even even the article was saying most people will call for service yeah. uh, on that plus uh, besides being uh, unsafe on the jack part of it the uh, uh, some of the drivers aren't the safest around buzzing by you, so uh, that's a whole well, other. You know, issue. we've talked about that, Danny, and thanks for bringing that up. But uh, if you're on the interstate highway and you have a flat tire, you just go ahead and drive that car on the flat tire to a safe parking spot because yeah. it is not safe to. Uh, change a spare tire on the interstate with cars driving by at 70 miles an hour. That's just asking for trouble. So, and the truth is, Danny, you're the, the tire. If if you have a blowout or a, a flat tire on the highway, you've already wrecked the rubber. You've already wrecked the tire just in the process of doing that. So to drive it another even a mile or more on that rubber flat tire you're not going to hurt the rim so go ahead and do that get and get to a safe place because no matter what it's not worth taking that risk absolutely uh and and i know we have to head to a break here and i want to remind bill and big lake and kurt and brooklyn center you're going to be next up on the phones here but i worry about that with uh, my son tony of course being 
what his uh, future job is with the state patrol. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's uh, just a dangerous proposition in, in itself as far as you know, police work. I've noticed that the state patrol most often goes to the passenger window oh, yes. to talk to people anymore. They don't they don't stand out in the traffic. And no, I absolutely. I just saw that this week where somebody had a flat, flat tire on their boat trailer the 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 uh, right side tire and they were in the center lane of the interstate changing their tire oh, and I thought no, that's no, crazy no, no, yeah it's, you're, it's yeah. just asking for trouble it really is all right we're going to get back to business here so Bill and Kurt hang on you're going to be uh, first up here when we come back six five one four six one nine two two six with your car care question for Dan Burns here uh, in the Twin Cities right now we moved to fifty nine de- degrees we're going to hit about seventy one today we will see some sunshine later stay with us here News Talk eight three zero this is WC and a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car uh, Cart Care Show. Denny Long here with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. And uh, Dan, uh, tell folks that don't know where Lloyd's is uh, actually located now. Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, which, of course, is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Very good. We'll get you that number before Dan leaves us, which is about 745 this morning. Dan, many callers and texters, so let's get back to it. Uh, Bill, I believe, uh, calling in this morning from Big Lake. Thanks for waiting, Bill. What's your question for Dan? Yeah, I have a 2011 Honda Pilot that had some lower control arm bushings that were failing along with the ball joint and anti-sway bar end licks. And ultimately, I put new tires on and needed an alignment. And I was just curious how a inner tie rod end, if all of those other components are replaced, and then ultimately an alignment, flat time is 6.1 hours. Because inner tie rod ends don't take that long, and an alignment only takes an hour. So where does the flat time of 6.1 come from? Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't... Uh... Uh, you mean cumulatively all of that together with 6.1? Or, nope, just or, the tie rod, inner tie rod end and alignment is quoted at 6.1 hours. All the rest of the work needed to be done prior to that. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't uh, I don't see how that would take 6.1 hours uh, to do all that. But that being said, I don't have the vehicle in front of me and I'm not familiar enough with it. For the process, sometimes, uh, just as an idea, sometimes when you're doing an inner tie rod, uh, you have to gain access. And sometimes the process to get access to the inner tie rod is a big deal if other stuff has to be removed to get at it. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand how that would that seems high to me. But again, I don't have I don't have the picture in front of me or the procedure, so I'm not aware of what it takes to do that. Yeah, being fair, yeah, yeah. All right, Bill. Good question, though. Kurt, uh, in the meantime, is calling in this morning from uh, Brooklyn Center, I believe. Kurt, what is your question for Dan? Yeah, hi. I got a 203 Toyota Tacoma, and the leaf spring brackets are rusting out. One, can I is it repairable? And two, can I run without leaf springs? Uh, you cannot run without leaf springs, uh, for sure. Uh, um, and most of the time, those brackets are repairable. 
and in fact, the uh, leaf springs themselves uh, can be replaced if if when they when they go to the when they do the process of disassembling if they find if they find that any of those leaf springs are broke, uh, they certainly can be replaced. That's a very serviceable job and and can be done and is actually done uh, pretty regularly. Okay. Very good. Uh, let's see who's next. I know we're uh, checking out the forecast coming up here in a minute or two or three. Paul is uh, calling in this morning from Shakopee. A lot of callers this morning and texters, too. Thank you, Paul. What is your question for Dan? Yeah, Dan, I have a 99 Dodge Ram 1500, 5.9 liter, 360 B8. I believe I have a vacuum leak. It uh, idle jumps from 700 at cold. It'll jump almost up to 2,000. And I got to kind of burp the throttle to get the idle to come back down. Does that sound about right? Yeah, but although if you had a vacuum leak, there's it shouldn't change like that. It shouldn't go at it shouldn't be at seven hundred sometimes, and and then uh, two thousand at other times. So uh, if the idle is changing like that, I'd be more concerned about a throttle plate sticking maybe or something like that. I think the first thing I would do is actually very simple would take the would be take the air intake boot off and clean the throttle plate with some carburetor cleaner and uh see if if it's just getting stuck in that uh the you know the intake uh manifold if that throttle plate is getting stuck from time to time sometimes you just clean it up and that'll take care of your whole problem but it doesn't sound, your description doesn't sound like a vacuum leak. So I think I would look for something else. And the other thing that, uh, you know, that the idle is controlled by the computer and there's an idle speed control motor that does that. And uh, I would also look at that and perhaps start by cleaning that up and, and then doing some diagnostics on that and see if that idle speed control motor has problems. Okay. Let's grab one more call before we look at that forecast. Daniel is calling in from uh, St. Paul. Uh, Daniel, you're talking to Daniel. What is your question, please? Good morning. Uh, I have a 2010 Impala LT flex fuel, and uh, I believe it's uh, the transmission is needing to be looked at. I only have reverse. It's uh, you know undrivable, and my question is um it runs but i will uh if i hook up the code reader will that give me any information about the transmission i can use yeah it might uh, and, and it probably will um and and but uh to tell you the truth no matter what the information that you get in the fact that the car that, that the car won't pull itself uh is a concern, but uh, that's certainly the first step. If you brought the car in for repair, our first step would be to hook up the scan tool and, and see what kind of information we get from the transmission computer. But but uh, your description is not good news, and uh, uh, I think your worry is justified that uh, – you're probably uh, not in for good news, and it's going to be a significant expense to repair that. Ouch. So, <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, hey. All right, Dan, uh, hang on. We're going to take a look at that forecast. 
see what the weatherman uh, says here for the next uh, week or so. So hang on. We have a few minutes remaining in our car care show. We're around every Saturday. See what the weatherman uh, says here for the next uh, week or so. So hang on. We have a few minutes remaining in our car care show. We're around every Saturday here in the 7 o'clock hour on Newstalk A3O-WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CISO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here along with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan, we have a bunch of text messages. I don't want to forget those folks uh, either, so let's let's get back to it. Um, it says, uh, hi, Danny, wondering if you can ask Dan this question. When it's cold like 20 below, we know gas cars start but sometimes have issues. What do you think the effect would be 20 below have on an electric car? Well, uh, that's one of the issues for sure. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, when a when a, an electric car sits outside, when a battery operated anything sits outside, a uh, cold, you know, severe cold has a significant effect on the life of the battery. So uh, it's certainly going to affect the range. It's certainly going to start. Uh, there's no problem there. It's going to start and go. Uh, there's no problem at all to. Con- to think about there, but uh, it's going to certainly affect the range that you have on a day in cold weather. That's yeah, hard on the batteries. Sure. Yep. All right. This uh, texter says there are many expensive cars with rear-wheel drive. Is there any situation in which a rear-wheel drive car handles better than others? Well, you know, I think that depends on your own personal preference. Uh, there are some people that love driving a rear-wheel drive. Uh, perhaps they grew up with it, or, or you know, I'm not sure what the reason is, but uh, there are some people that love the way that a rear-wheel drive handles. And it's different, certainly. Uh, and here in Minnesota, we love front-wheel drive because of the traction that you get. It certainly has, you know, much better traction in snowy weather. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, well, you, you, know, you know, the... the uh, uh, race cars uh, the, on the uh, you know on uh, the professional race cars are all rear wheel drive so mm-hmm. uh, that you know that they, they must do that for a reason. <laughs> I find it to be not that I have one now I don't but uh, I always found when I've ever driven a rear wheel drive car that the steering is quicker. Well, that you there don't you have go. that drive up front. Right, you don't have that drive up front, and and uh, I agree with that. That's probably true. It, yeah. It's quicker and and. Uh, it's different for uh, for sure, uh, yeah. and like I say, some people love it, except on ice. Except on ice, it does <laughs> not go very well. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. All right, here's a 2022 Honda CRV. The dealer told me I only need to change the oil once a year. They use 100 percent synthetic oil. Your thoughts on synthetic oil? Well, we know what you think yeah, about that. Yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah, the synthetic oil is becoming the only option anyway for everything, uh, which is great. And, and that's a good thing, and. Uh, once a year's, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I think at least yeah. twice a year you need to get it in and get it serviced, for, not just for the oil, but for the other all of the other service that I think needs attention more often than once a year. No, that's a good so, point. I, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, there are other things than oil that need to be checked. Uh, another texter agrees with you. I've told my two kids uh, here, she said, even if you do damage on the, the rim, it's better than losing your life. Keep driving safely and slowly, like Dan said. You can find a safe spot. So thanks for that. 
2009 uh, Hyundai Sonata. My AC seems to always operate on maximum cold when I try to turn up the temperature for heat. I do not get anything. Could this be a heater core issue? I was uh, also told it could be a vent control problem. Yeah, well, it could be any of that, but I yeah. think most likely it's a uh, the blower motor resistor. Uh, it's a that's a common problem when they fail is that the blower motor will work fine on high, but if you turn it down to any slower speed, it will not. And so uh, if that's the exact symptom, then you probably need a blower motor resistor. Okay. I think we have time for one more. Uh, 2019 Ford Edge Titanium small engine hesitates and surges at lower speeds, gradually getting better over 50 miles an hour. Now I feel surging at highway speeds. It's got 49,000 miles on it. Any, any thoughts? Well, my first question would be, is the check engine light on? Uh, I hope so, <laughs> because that means that there'd be some diagnostics information stored in the computer. But uh, that's you're probably going to have to bring that in and get some professional help so that they can interface with your computer, take it out for a drive, see what's going on, and then capture that information. <clears throat> and uh, and then we can bring it back to the shop and analyze it and and see what's going on under those conditions. You know, when we hook up our diagnostics equipment, this is really nice because we can take it out on the road, get the car to act up. We can uh, push a button and we'll gather all the information. We'll gather a movie, uh, so to speak, uh, of, you know, a period of time before uh, the, the problem occurred and then a period of time after the problem occurred. And we can take that back and put it on our computer screens and watch that and see what's going on with all the different sensors, input and output. And uh, that's very helpful for us in diagnostics. Well, if folks need to do that very thing or maybe just want to get uh, their vehicle checked out at Lloyd's, how do we find you guys? Well, come on over, Denny. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks there at Lloyd's. Otherwise, uh, let's do the show next uh, Saturday. What do you say? That sounds great. Thanks, Danny. All right. Thank you very much. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, next up, we'll have Jack Farrell's Wine Chat. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, get those lawn and garden questions ready for Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M. That's all straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> 